Hey y'all, welcome to the Anxiety Warriors podcast. We are your hosts, Margo and Abby. We are friends, teachers, and storytellers, but above all, we're anxiety warriors on a mission to raise awareness and understanding about anxiety and mental health. You will hear honest, engaging, and joyful stories from us and many other anxiety warriors about living with anxiety. If you're seeking a space to laugh, connect, feel inspired and empowered, and learn valuable tips rooted in mindfulness and more, your warrior community is here for you. Join us as we navigate this journey of life together. Welcome back, warriors. Yay! We're so excited that you're here with us again this week. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we are up to our next episode of Mundane Anxieties. Mm-hmm. Slightly mundane. I was waiting for you to do your Mundane Anxieties sting. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> Light min- mundane anxieties. Light me. <laughs> Like, I feel like it's mundane, but it's not mundane because it can be really freaking intense sometimes. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So we are talking about travel anxiety today. Yikes. And so maybe this doesn't feel mundane for you. Maybe you have to do a lot of traveling. And what we mean by traveling, let's just have some clarity around what we're going to be talking about. Traveling, like not just like traveling to work. Right. Not right. that kind of travel, not right. like a, I'm going from A to B and like a, I have to go to pick up my kids from the school bus line right. kind of Not thing. commuting. Yes, exactly. We've covered that already, folks. Yes. Head back yes. to our driving anxiety episode, also yeah. in our mundane series. This is going to be more about like vacations and road trips and planning and schlepping planning. and overthinking and all the yes. fun things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So how does this show up for you? Oh, I mean, recently, not so much, right? Pandemic really impacted travel. (laughs) That'll be a separate, that's a separate one. But oh my God, like, first of all, when I lived in New York, when I lived in New York, whether I lived in New York City, right? Or I was living upstate to fly anywhere to actually travel was the biggest schlep. Because first of all, I would either have to take a bus to Port Authority in New York City from there, catch a subway or a shuttle to like JFK, mm-hmm. right? Or instead of taking a bus, drive and deal with parking at an airport, right? Yep. To get to the plane, right? Mm-hmm. So already that's a big schlep, right? But even before that, there's always, I have a problem packing. Mm. I probably start packing my suitcase like two weeks in advance. I take the stuff out multiple times, look at it, put it back in. I check the weather like I Ah. because, oh, wait, maybe I should say this. I don't check luggage. Mm -mm. I always take a carry on. Yeah. And so I need to get the most perfect things that I can wear multiple times or I, if it's hot and cold and, you know, like that all fit into my carry on suitcase, which I think they've made smaller over the years too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there, like, that's where it all begins is with the overthinking of the packing, the overthinking of the weather of where I'm going, you know, um, 
And then from there, it's like getting to the airport. Am I driving? Am I busing and subwaying? Am I, you know, what am I doing to get there? Mm -hmm. And then how much time do you give yourself to get to the actual airport? Right. Because are you an early goer or a wait till the last minute kind of goer? I'm so I'm an early goer and Dan is a wait, not till the last moment, but like he feels like he's pretty pro at it all. And he I got to be honest, he is. But it always gives me anxiety. Right. Things that have helped is like having the pre-check. That's helped me. You don't have to take off your shoes and pull out your liquids. Um, you know, but I'm always like, I got to get there early in case the line is long. Right. Isn't that what it is in case the security line is long, but then I'm always sitting in the airports too long. Yeah. You're just like waiting around to get onto a giant tube yeah. <laughs> that takes you somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully there's someplace you want to go. Right. Right. And I would say, yeah, I mean, I think they've always been, even when it was for work, I always like, there was something fun once I got to the destination. Right. Right. But then there's also the anxiety of like, so I traveled to a ton of like new places in like the United States. I'd never been to, like, I, I taught a training in Boise, Idaho, and I taught a training in San Diego and I taught a training in St. Louis, Missouri. And, you know, so there's the planning of where am I going to stay? And when you get uh, you know, um, off the plane at the airport, it's like, do you Uber? Do you grab a taxi? Do you rent a car? Right. So like there's right. all the overthinking and all of that. But then once I finally would get to my destination, then I always felt, woohoo, I'm excited Fine. for this yeah. next part. Yeah. Totally. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I, 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 I like to plan a lot of things. I don't like planning travel. I don't like being, for me, a lot of the anxiety goes into planning the travel. So it's just like, I have love packing. I am an Mm -hmm. ex, I feel really solid in my packing skills. I'm really great at making lists of all the things I, or we are going to need on our Mm -hmm. trip. And as you said, like checking the weather stuff that just, that typically doesn't stress me out. I still feel like very secure in my, I know what to pack for myself and I know what we need to pack skills. Mm -hmm. So that's never the worry. And I'm good with that, but I hate deciding what we're going to, I like deciding what we're going to do when we get there, but -hmm. then I don't like being the one to book the thing. Yes. I don't want to book the reservation. I don't want to call the person. I don't yep. want to go online and, and find the best deal on that one excursion. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hunt for great ticket prices for the airlines. Oh my God. Oh my God. I fucking hate yeah. doing that. I forgot I, all about that. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's yeah. just that. So yeah, my, that's a lot of like, I don't like doing that. And so I don't typically, you know, it sounds like you've definitely done more travel on your own, right. For work purposes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do not travel by myself often, very rarely. Oh. And so it feels very stressful if I'm going someplace myself without yeah. Adam, um, because I have to do all the things that I hate doing yes. and then being forced to do them. If we're going away together, you know, he's really good at planning and organizing yes. all of the back end stuff, booking the flights, finding the good deals, you know, booking the excursions. We, we confer about like what we're going to do, 
but then he goes ahead and does it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I attend. And I really love because I feel like generally when it comes to our at-home schedule, I'm in charge of that. What are we yeah. doing on the day-to-day, week-to-week kind of deal? Yeah. And so we kind of struck a nice balance there. But for me, it's it's a lot where the a lot of anxiety comes in is just the pre-planning of yes. like where where are we going? How long are we gonna go for? Who's gonna watch our dog? Okay, it's good. Mm-hmm. My parents are typically good for that. So that's one anxiety that's down, you know. I mean, yeah. um, I don't I also have some trouble uh with turbulence. I don't like turbulence. I freak out, especially if I'm on the plane alone. And then like, I don't have anyone to squeeze their hand and I'm certainly not going to touch my neighbor for multiple reasons, you know, and I just feel like, okay, I have to just tap in and, you know, but doing it by myself feels really challenging when I'm on an airplane because I'm just have anxiety being on an airplane. Not as bad as it used to be, but it still creeps in, especially if I'm traveling alone, Um, even when we're together, like, and I have all the, you know, the ability to have that support from my partner, it Mm -hmm. still feels not great. Yeah. So there's that too. Um, and I really don't like road trips. <laughs> road trips always sound great in theory to me, but I don't want to be in the car for mm. any more than like 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. If I'm in the car, whether I'm driving or not, which don't ask me to drive. I really don't want to drive to, to a far destination. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Um, just because I don't know, I want, because of my driving anxiety. I mean, there it's, so it winds up being like an overlapped anxiety. It's like, whether I'm a passenger or I'm driving, I just don't find road trips to be that fun. Uh-huh. I do a better job if I'm a passenger. Yeah. Way better. But I still feel like my body gets stiff and uncomfortable really quickly and easily. And so I want to get out a lot. Yeah. Just move. <laughs> I feel too constrained in these vehicles that take you cool places. Yeah which sucks. I feel really constrained. I feel trapped in a car. I feel trapped in an airplane. I feel trapped in a bus. I feel trapped in a train. I don't want to be in these vehicles for more than 90 minutes. Oh my God. That's a problem. Yeah. (laughs) We go pretty much anywhere interesting. Right. And so like, it's just a lot of like mental preparation and making sure that if I'm not in a situation where I'm in charge of the vehicle, like driving the car, that I have plenty of things to distract me. Right from that anxiety. So that's kind of where my travel anxiety lives. For the most oh, part. it's, I'm so amused how different we are with this, yeah. you know, like, first of all, I love road trips, right? Ugh. Again, it's like the pre-planning, like, okay, what do I need to pack? You know, like, where am I going to stop? But like, I mean, I was in college, like my senior year and this, this girl who was my friend, um, this friend and I, we road trip from New York to Florida for spring break. Oh, hell no. And like, I mean, I don't know how we did that at like 22. Like we were babies, right? But like, that was so fun, right? Mm. And I remember having fun. And then like, I road trip to move to Denver. I packed up my car with my stuff. I figured out the places to stay along the way. Two times it was with friends. One time it was at an Airbnb. And like, I had a lot of fun on that road trip and it was just me, right? Mm. Sounds and like then, one of my worst nightmares yeah, Dan <laughs> that I could I, think of. Yeah, we road tripped together to New York uh, the first year of the pandemic in 2020, and that was fun. So it's oh, so, God. I love hearing this. I love, and then like, I, you know, I traveled a lot by myself for work, but then like I went to Australia by myself and I had to somehow navigate all that at like 25. Like how the heck did yeah. I do that, right? But yeah, yeah. 
you have but, a, you just have a more heightened sense of adventure than I do. Like, I guess I that's feel like, it. yeah, that's definitely, yeah. it's just that I don't, and I'm, I'm very much a homebody. There's that. I like visiting new places. I we've traveled, you know, to um, some amazing places all over the world. Yeah. Not, I, and I, we look forward to hopefully knock wood many more years of traveling to new locations. I do better on planes because they get you there faster, yes. even if it still takes way too long. Yes. But I still have less anxiety there than I do with the idea of like when you said driving to Florida, <laughs> which from New York to Florida, it's like it's like about if you were to not stop, right? It's like a 24 hour drive. If you were to not stop, uh, I think it, a teeny bit less. OK, I think it's because from Colorado, from Denver to and I'm talking to Woodstock, I'm not talking mm-hmm. about Long Island. Right. Um, that's like exactly 24 hours if you didn't stop. And I think to Florida, it's a teeny bit shorter, maybe like. Okay. 22 hours, you know, I don't know. Yeah. A hours. long fucking time. Yeah. I, I had so much, I felt a full wave from my head to my toes. When you said that I couldn't even explain it. I just felt wrong. It just felt wrong. I'm like, I would have murdered someone. If you said you're going to be in that car <gasps> with someone, even if you like that person yeah. for 22 or ish hours for over the course of several days. I mean, it's just, it sounds awful. I'm so happy for you. But like, yeah. I, I nope. if I drive six hours, I want a fucking parade. I want you to tell me that you're proud of me, that I did a great job. Like I, like I drove once when my sister was living, she lived in Pennsylvania briefly. And I, you know, I did most of the driving cause it was after work and I had less of a work day than Adam did. And so I did like, no, I did the whole thing. He drove us back home. Yeah. I said, I'm like, I'll do the whole drive myself, but it was nighttime. Cause we wanted to wait until after there would be no rush hour traffic. Cause we were leaving on like a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And so we left in the dark, which it's like, what the fuck was I thinking? I don't like driving in the dark to new places. I've barely been to like twice at that time. I get behind my fucking wheel and we drive for six hours. It was a hell of a road trip. Let me tell you an owl, the size of my windshield came flying across the windshield. I almost, I almost killed us because of this. This was just more solidification why I should never be driving us anywhere when it comes to road trips. Um, on the same trip, we were, thank God there was a car in front of us because it was very, you know, it's a very mountain terrain where we were, where I was mm-hmm. heading. And so we were basically on this cliff for like 50 oh miles or something yeah. insane. And it was dark. So I look out to my left and it's just air. There's just, there's no road over there. <laughs> There's no road. So now I'm and Adam, it's like, it's like 11 PM. I'm just like punching Adam in the stomach. Like you better stay awake, bro. You are, you better stay up. I am not going to do this alone. And thank yeah. God there was a car in front of me whose lights I could kind of anchor to a little right. bit. Otherwise I literally would have felt like I was driving off. A cl- I, maybe I would have driven us off a cliff. I have no idea. It was so dark. It was insanely dark. There was no lights anywhere. Oh God. I'm just working myself up now. I got to stop. Yeah. But yeah. Point being. Yeah. yeah, I agree. We are very different. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've been on several road trips mostly because Adam's like, let's go on a road trip. And I'm like, okay, how many hours? Less <laughs> than five. Okay, great. I can do less than five. I'm not driving. Great. Oh, we're meeting with a couple. Great. Who are the people? Okay, good. Like that's fine. All of that's good. Yeah. But I, I cannot be in charge of any of that. Otherwise it just, it won't happen right. or we're not going to have any fun. Like at right. All. Right. <laughs> it's going to be miserable. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm in a very different boat. Like, 
you, when you just said like, if I'm in charge, it won't happen or it'll be miserable. You made me just remember. I, I, you'll figure out why it connects. I can't understand why it connects right now, but you made me think of my, the time I I went to Iceland. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause you said miserable. And, um, (laughs) and, and so I was going there for part work, but then part joy. Right. So Mm -hmm. I was going for work. I was going to teach three days over 10 hours each day. So 30 hours total. And then Dan was meeting me on the final day and we were going to go adventure and explore Iceland. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this was like 2019. And first of all, one of the things I hate about flying is, um, when you have to, when you have to take two planes, when you have a layover and you have to take a new plane. Yeah. And so I was going out by myself. Right. And the company that I was working for, um, that was sending me to Iceland, um, wanted, even though the training started on Friday, they didn't want to pay for multiple nights of me staying anywhere. So I had to arrive by Thursday. I couldn't arrive on Wednesday. Okay. And the, um, only flights from Denver to Iceland include a layover in New York city and then a direct from New York city to Reykjavik. Okay. And fun fact, I know how you like fun facts, (laughs) fun fact, um, when you are flying into JFK, um, you might have to leave the terminal and go through security a second time. Mm -hmm. Did not know that fun fact when I was traveling. Mm -mm. So. I'm flying out of Denver. I'm ready for Iceland. I've packed. I've done all the overthinking. Now I'm early into my airport at Denver, flying from Denver to JFK. And of course, the plane's delayed. Mm. So get to JFK, learn right away. Oh, wait, I can't stay in this terminal. I have to leave the terminal, catch a shuttle to go to another terminal. And then I have to go through security again and another fun fact. Mm. Um, they don't care about TSA pre-check when it's international. So all that stuff I said earlier about not having to take your shoes off and show your liquids, you do have to do it in that terminal. Yeah. Super long line. So I'm like, Oh my God, I've planned everything to a T and Mm -hmm. now, um, I'm screwed. And so this is a red eye, right? So I'm supposed to catch a Wednesday night and get there Thursday morning. I can't miss that flight. There's no other flights. Otherwise I'm going to miss the training. Yeah. Or at least be late to it. So I make it to the plane. Fortunately, that plane was delayed. Right. And so I get to Iceland now because I had left the security place, um, in a hot mess of anxiety and chaos. Um, I didn't tie my shoes totally properly get to Iceland, get to Reykjavik, get a a taxi, drive 45 minutes to the place that I'm staying, get out of the taxi, like, you know, super jet lagged, tired, saying, thanks so much. Take about five steps. And my one loop of my shoe connects to the like cross in my other shoe because it's like a hiking shoe. And I trip and fall on the only piece of plywood that's in front of me. Um, And it splits my knee open in a country where like, I know two people, right? Yeah. (laughs) I remember when this happened. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, first of all, is this a big deal or not? I literally like my knee is split open, but like, I'm not bleeding the way I think I should. And it doesn't 
hurt the way that I think it should hurt. Right. right it's right, right. not good. Right. Right. So first I'm like texting this person. I know that's a doctor. And I'm like, do you think this needs stitches? Like, <laughs> I'm in Iceland. Like, you know, it's like oh eight, my God. nine in the morning in Iceland. I have no idea. Right. And so then I'm trying to get in touch with my um, Icelandic friends. And they were like, one was like, go to the hospital. Here's the address. So I had to call one taxi. They picked me up. They take me to the hospital. The hospital's like, hey, we'll charge you $600. But if you go to this clinic, um, meanwhile, I'm limping. I'm by myself this entire time limping, holding like like paper towel to my knee. <laughs> my God. I don't know what to do. I'm by myself, right? They're like, go to this clinic. It's cheaper. So I go to the clinic. And they're like, oh, yeah, you need stitches. And right before they start the stitches, my one friend showed up. She like tracked me down. She went to the hospital and they're like, oh, the American. We sent her to the clinic. Oh, my God. And she was there holding my hand as I got five stitches and it was only Aww. 80 bucks. But the part where you said the miserable part is the part where. I mean, that all sounded pretty miserable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Because then I had to teach 30 hours with stitches in my knee. A yoga training. Yeah. Yeah. You need your knees. <laughs> you need your knees. So, so that was fun. But so then the thing So is, that was fun. <laughs> but, but the part, the part that like, that when you said miserable, I had forgotten the part that Dan was meeting me afterwards. And we had all these plans to explore Iceland for the following week. We were going to hike. We were going to go in the hot springs all things you can't do with stitches in your knee. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, and this was like early on into dating. We had been dating for like seven months at this point. So I was like, Oh fuck. Like I'm ruining our trip. Not, I mean, not on purpose, but sure. my stupid knee was ruining our big trip. So we ended up doing a road trip around the island. <laughs> it was all awesome. right. It was awesome. You made the best yeah. of a really shit situation. I mean, yeah. It's like, yeah, when the plans you made are really grand and then they literally have to change on a dime because yes. you're injured. Yes. It's like, man, I guess it's like it could have been worse. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I like punish the shoes like the rest of the trip. I was Ugh. like, I'm not wearing those bastards. No. Right. So it's like Iceland and it's like cold and it's like wet. But I'm like wearing flip flops because I'm like, I'm not wearing saying, those like, shoes again. <laughs> I was like, were you in like ballet flats? Like what kind of shoes are you? Flip flops? Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Which worked it was in the, at least in the driving piece. Yeah. And it was yeah, yeah. warm ish. Warm ish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tolerable ish. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. That sounds yeah. I mean, I remember what happened with your knee, but like, I feel like I definitely didn't get all of those details. Yeah. And I forgot the part that Dan was meeting me. So when you said miserable, like if I don't like, if you leave it up to me, we're going to be miserable. I forgot that piece of the, of the trip where Dan was meeting me right after. And here I am, like, I can barely walk on my right leg. You know, I can't, yeah. you can't shower. You have to stick your knee out of the, uh, out of the shower. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Yeah. Good God. Yeah, so. I mean, it like, it sounds, we're making it sound like it's like nobody travel anywhere. <laughs> like, I hope that that's not the, that's not just every one of you listening warriors. We know you have stories like this, right? Yeah. Travel is so amazing. It's so, it's so worthwhile and rewarding and fun, hopefully, and filled with just amazing memories. I know, I mean, so many trips that I, and we have taken my family and I, Adam and I, my friends and I, 
by myself, you know, never by myself on vacation that I would never not. Maybe I shouldn't say never that I don't think I would ever do, but you know, meeting people at a destination, right. It's like, that's all, it's all great. There's, there's so much, um, joy that can be had from exploring places and seeing the world, but you just have to work on finding the best avenues for you to help with your particular brand of anxiety when it comes to travel. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. I think what we'd like to leave you with is just how can you set yourself up for success? What kind of anxiety do you experience with travel? Mm-hmm. Um, is it in the pre-planning? Is it in the overthinking? Is it in the packing and the organizing and getting all the things together? Is it in the deciding on what, where you're going to go and what you're going to do? Is it in the actual getting to the place where you're going to fly or take that bus or drive or whatever the situation is? It was it deciding which method of transportation you're going to take. Um, is it you know, what, what is it? What is it for you where the anxiety comes up and, uh, and then try to simplify it as best as you can. Are there tasks that you don't have to do that? Mm -hmm. If there are people that are also going with you or going to be meeting you there or whatever, are they better at that certain things? And they can take it on with you, even Mm -hmm. if they don't do it for you, can they take it on with you? So maybe you don't feel like you're going it alone. Um, even if that's just like, I know for me, when I'm planning something that's by myself, if I'm going to go meet someone somewhere or some people somewhere, um, even if I'm having to do the work on my own, having the communication back and forth with the people I'm meeting or going with is helpful. It's like a little bit of a support system, even if those people, you know, aren't actually helping me do the work of like booking the flights and whatever else. Um, you know, maybe you want to maybe pre-packing two weeks in advance feels really good. Like I'll, <laughs> I know I'll just say quickly, like, you know, Adam and I got married in the, the, uh, the Dominican Republic. And so we had to literally pack so many bags yeah. and my wedding dress and shoes and his suit and all the things. And it was very stressful, but because I'm a good packer, you know, I felt solid in it. Yeah. Then we had some debacles at the airport because like we had brought sand for our sand ceremony and I had mixed the colors to be certain colors in each container that were going to be blended together. And because they were not sealed anymore, they had been sealed and then resealed. They had to be opened and tested to make sure there was nothing wrong with this craft sand that I bought. So there was that. And like, you know, it was just those little things though. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, where are the hiccups going to be? And how much, how, how best can I prepare for those inevitable right. hiccups? Right. Like everyone out there who's traveled anywhere knows you all know warriors, you're going to experience problems in the travel. There's going to be hiccups. There's going to be bumps in the road, maybe literally maybe owls flying over your windshield, literally, yeah. right. Whatever it is. And, um, how can you best prepare yourself for those inevitable hiccups? Yeah. Support from yourself. Is it support from others? Is it, you know, making sure you have at least one or two people in another country, like Abby's (laughs) situation in Iceland that can help get you to a hospital and then come hold your hand when you ditched up, you know? Um, so just take some time to think about your own feelings about travel anxiety and how you might best simplify things for yourself and show up for yourself by, passing the buck or, you know, making some decisions ahead of time that, um, even if it feels unnatural to you, can you sit with the discomfort of doing it? And maybe you throw yourself that parade. Like after I drove that six hours and I wanted to be patted on the back, it's like, 
offer that to yourself. What's yeah. the, why not? Pat right. yourself on the back for doing the hard thing. Yes. Right? It feels yes. hard. Pat yourself on the back. Celebrate it. Yeah. Exactly. Celebrate all the wins. Speaking of, Abby, do you have a win of the week? Win of the week. I do. Um, so a uh, few episodes back, I talked about my health and we think it's my thyroid and blah, blah, blah. But I went to this cardiologist um, just to rule out heart stuff. And that is a different story. But the summary of him is that oh. um, if, oh, Joe, <laughs> if Joe Rogan was a cardiologist, I've met him. Right. And it is He's a not a cardiologist, story. everyone. Right. Exactly. And this cardiologist is a questionable cardiologist, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of questionable things. It was pretty funny. I've talked to a couple people. It was shocking the things he said. The one good thing that came out of it was I've been really stuck in uh, developing some type of working out routine that I can show up for and feel motivated and do. Mm-hmm. And he was giving me all these like suggestions like CrossFit. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to go inside, you know, and also I don't want to do CrossFit. I'm 40. I'm good. Right. But then he said rowing. And so I was like, huh, OK, all right. Looked online found a really expensive row machine. Everyone was like, it's great for beginners. If you want to see, you're going to be a rower. Put that bad boy together by myself. What? Yeah. And I've been enjoying rowing for the last like few days. So love it. Yeah. Put it together by yourself. I'm impressed. Yeah. I wish I got a time-lapse video of it. I was super proud of myself when I put it together. And you know what? Like for me, I can show up for 10 minutes. That's like two to three songs on Spotify. Right. And, and, uh, do my rowing. So at least I'm doing something consistently. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. You should still take the picture or the video of you using the row machine and be like, I built that bad boy. Uh, I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. You should. That's Mm -hmm. a proud moment. That's like a double win. Yeah. Built the thing and committed to some, some healthy stuff for yourself. That's sustainable. Right. Yeah. And, and even the cardio, even though the cardiologist said questionable things, I could still find one good nugget in there and it resonated. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Total psychopath of a cardiologist air quotes around the word cardiologist for this guy. God, when Mm -hmm. worries, if you could have heard the conversations Abby and I had after she visited this guy, (laughs) but we digress. (laughs) Yeah. Digress. Anyway. All right. That is a big win. Mm -hmm. Love it. So warriors, we hope you'll take some time to reflect on this topic for yourself this week. Maybe chat about it over the dinner table with your community, your friends, your family, your kiddos, tell some funny stories about travel, (laughs) or maybe some of them aren't so funny. You know, they, they might be funny in hindsight, Mm -hmm. like Abby's knee situation. Mm -hmm. That's still not funny. No, it's funny. All all of it's funny. How I ended up in Thailand. That's all funny, right? It's like. They're all cherished memories, even if at the time they were like a little weird. Oh, totally. I love that. Cherished memories, even if they were kind of rough at the time. Totally. I'm with you there. 100%. I'm sure our warriors can relate. So warriors, if you'd like to connect with us for any reason, you can join us over on Instagram. We're at anxiety warriors podcast, or you can feel free to shoot us an email at anxiety warriors podcast at gmail.com to shout out your wins of the week, share topic ideas with us. Or if you think you'd be a great fit as a guest on our show, let's get you on the calendar. Let's help you tell your anxiety journey. No story too big or too small for us. We love them all equally. 
please take two seconds and smash that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're tuning in right now. You can like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have all of our episodes uploaded for you all over there. And then hop on into our show notes and click our Threadless Merch Shop link. You can get some amazing Anxiety Warriors podcast stuff on everything from t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, journals, yoga mats, you name it. You can get something with our logos on it (laughs) Uh, to help support the work that we're doing and and hopefully can keep doing because it brings Mm -hmm. us so much joy. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you all so much for going on this journey with us. We are so grateful that we get to do this with y'all. Till next time.